Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley, and I'm broadcasting today from the turquoise desk in my new desk chair overlooking Boca Ciega Bay in Florida, St. Petersburg. Uh, welcome to the Weekly Weather. Today is January 2nd of 2022. We are starting a new year, off right, and earlier today we had a new moon, so in a couple hours, around 7.30, I'll be having a new moon webinar. It's almost sold out, only nine slots left, so hop in and book it if you want. We'll also be selling the recordings uh, afterwards. But this new moon in Capricorn that we had this morning is a lovely new moon, so I do encourage you, encourage you, encourage you to do a ritual on it because it has Jupiter at zero Pisces, squaring the nodes of fate. Now, the nodes are going to shift out of Capricorn or out of uh, out of Gemini and Sagittarius, and they're going to migrate into Scorpio and Taurus because the nodes go backwards. So this is a Jupiter squaring the nodes today, tomorrow, the next couple of days, is all about choices, options. It's called a situation called in the bends. And, of course, Jupiter is really happy in Pisces. So he's really happy to be in the bends and to be saying, yeah, let's make some choices. Let's make some choices. So we have a lot of opportunity this week ahead of us to make choices about our direction and where we're going and what's up. And every year at the beginning of the year, I offer a uh, year a year ahead, which is sold out, but will be it's tomorrow night. But we'll be selling the year ahead forecast uh, available as of Wednesday. So you're welcome, or as of the third, I guess that's Tuesday. Um, well, we're doing it on the 3rd, so we'll sell it on the 4th. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> I'm getting my days confused. I've had vacation brain. I've been on vacation since the 20th. So I'm just kind of like, what's today? What's the, what day is it? You know, when you go on vacation and you don't have the clock of the readings and they're following around and doing stuff, you kind of get a little like, wow, like what day is it? I don't even know. So at any rate, today is, of course, January 2nd of 2022, and it is a Sunday because that's why we're having the blog talk. And our week ahead has some interesting things. On the 29th, Mercury entered his shadow of Capricorn. And I think I forgot to say that last week, uh, when Mercury enters his shadow. He's going to have an upcoming retrograde. Um, and so he entered his shadow on the 29th. So things from the 29th around communications and connections and talking and all that stuff, all Mercury ruled things, siblings, stuff like that are all up for change. And, of course, we did see last week with the aspects in the heavens with Mercury, uh, a lot of problems with transportation, with people getting sick, with the energy of Mercury, that last degree of Capricorn playing with us, and also all the Neptune in the heavens, right, and Jupiter going into Pisces. So we have that again this week. And, of course, they're making lots of noise about the COVID bloom coming. Um, and I have a good friend whose brother-in-law works at NIH and was involved with Operation Warp Speed, the Moderna version. And, they, you know, before Christmas, right at Thanksgiving, she was saying, they say it's going to be really big in January. And, of course, 20, I think it's 21% in New York, uh, which Cuomo was crazy over 7%, which is every seven people out of 100 get it. Now, 21, 22, that's one in five. So um, we are facing that. Jupiter, of course, makes everything bigger. He's a bloom, a bloom, a bloom, and he loves being in Pisces, the sign of the ocean. And just to get an idea of how big Jupiter is when he's in Pisces, remember when you've gone to the beach 
and there's all these little people playing at the edge of the shore, and then there's this huge ocean out there. So Jupiter rules the sky, Sagittarius, and in his traditional rulerships, he rules Pisces. So he's got a lot of energy to go, a lot of energy to spare, and of course, as he's squaring the notes of fate, he's bringing us fated choices, where we're going to be asked to make some choices about how we want our life to proceed. Of course, we always have that on the new year anyway, but this is a nice new year. It's a year with uh, the Capricorn moon is nice and solid, good, reliable moon. We're going to have the Venus-Sun star point this week on the 8th and the 9th. Venus and the Sun are going to meet up, and they're going to have their, uh, they're going to reset, and Venus is going to shift from an evening star to a morning star where she gets a little more assertive and a little more like, this is what I want to do. Uh, it's an inferior conjunction, so it does tend to make us go interior. I can, you know, they, it, superior is on the far side of the sun. Inferior is in, Venus is between the sun and Earth. So I kind of like to think of those as kind of an inner, an inner energy, you know, where we kind of go in and we reflect on things. Because Venus is retrograde, she's reminding us of stuff. Now, of course, when Venus is retrograde, some people were going, oh, my God, can I do anything, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, well, look and see if your Venus is retrograde in your chart, and then also look to see if your Venus is retrograde by progression. So when my Venus went retrograde by progression, that's when I became an astrologer, right? And so now, with the Sun and Venus meeting up in Capricorn at 18, I'm going, okay, I'm going to start teaching, right? So we're going to be opening the school, the astrology school up on the 12th, taking advantage of that Sun-Venus conjunction in a trine to my sun, and also with the moon, moon Uranus will be in Taurus. Moon will be in Taurus that day next to Uranus. So it's not a bad week to launch things. Don't be afraid of aspects. Just understand when it is uh, retrograde, it does ask you to go back. And I know in my case, you know, I didn't really know anything about past lives or any of that stuff. But once I started studying astrology, it came in really fast. And people go, how do you know that? And I'd be like, I don't know. I, I just know it. I don't, I don't know how I know it. And I think, you know, in many lifetimes I was an astrologer, right? So retrogrades are not bad. And it's not, and somebody had written, is it okay to start a relationship? Now, it's only, Venus is only going to be retrograde till January 29th. But if you meet somebody on the Venus retrograde, you can pretty well guess that they're a past life person for you or they're a person that's going to take you back to previous times in your life, because retrogrades do ask us to reflect, all our E-words, reflect, revise, revisit, redo, recommence. So do it again. And, of course, I did teach astrology before. I just did it in my living room, not on the Internet, so it's a little bit of a shift. But, um, yeah, so the RE, redo, revise, revisit. And so as Venus is retrograde up there in the heavens, inviting us and there's a whole clump of planets the planets are all in what we call a bowl b-o-w-l so bowls and they're all on one side of the nodes which is a phenomenon that i'm drawing the blank of the name of but the net of it is it's important when all the planets are on one side of a bowl one side they're all on one side of the nodes because it gives a concentration of energy to them and of course as the nodes are really almost done with their 18 month journey in sagittarius and gemini which they began, you know, in 2020 when COVID arrived, um, we're now shifting them into Taurus Scorpio, which is a lot about transformation. The south node will be in Scorpio, what we're letting go of, what we're releasing, what we're moving towards, and the north node will be in Taurus, heading towards springtime, 
heading towards the new birth, the new beginning, the new start. So it's an interesting week because we have this this shift and this change with this lovely new moon at 12 Capricorn earlier today. So I encourage you with the Capricorn moon, it's a nice, good, solid energy. And then, of course, the moon goes into Aquarius. And the closing aspect for the Aquarius moon will be a sextile to Mars. And then when the moon goes into Pisces on the, the 5th, the closing aspect will be a sextile to Pluto on the 7th. So any time between now and the 7th, you want to do your new moon ritual. And of course, this is the last moon before the Chinese New Year where we migrate into the year of the tiger. We're going to go into the water tiger. This year, we continued in our barn, <laughs> our barnyard. It was the year of the water ox. And now we're going into water tiger. So water, and if you if you Google, this is Chinese astrology, and and what the what the year, the animals are, is they're all tied to the Jupiter cycles, and they're correlated with that new moon energy, the lunar new moon, uh, which starts the Chinese New Year and the New Year through most of Asia actually. Uh, so when we watch this shift into Tiger, Tigers are pretty aggressive and assertive, and they have kind of a forward motion energy. So there's a lot of positive energy in terms of moving things forward, but also tigers are pretty fierce. So you can imagine that we're probably going to continue to have pretty fierce energy out in the world because, you know, you don't want to run into a tiger. And I thought it was interesting the other day there was a tiger that was shot because somebody crawled into his cage and he did what tigers do, bites their arm. Um, so tigers are fierce. Oxen are barnyard animals. They're continuing that plowing. We all have been kind of held in our barnyards this year, held home a bit more. So we're finishing up the year of the ox, getting ready to shift into the year of the tiger, and galloping forward. So it's an interesting new moon, and it is very important new moon. It also has a moon out of bounds today uh, on this new moon. And so an out of bounds moon gives us a range, a range of energy, a range that we're going to work with, a range that's inviting us to expand our directions, expand where we're headed, kind of see things in a new way. And also because Jupiter is now in a new sign, one of his favorite signs, Pisces, which he will be in for a while until May. And then he goes into Aries. And then when we get to the end of the year, he's going to go back into Pisces for a little schmidgey. Now, the good news is that um, all the planets in Pisces generally have heralded new variants. And I had said in my couple of my podcasts and a couple other things I wrote uh, that I thought there would be another variant that would emerge during the, um, the eclipse cycle, which is when Omicron so focused. So we're going to have probably another one in April when Jupiter and Neptune meet up in Pisces uh, which happens once every 165 years. So we want to just say, you know, another one coming, everybody get ready, um, and kind of a forward motion. And, and I had mentioned on this podcast that we were doing the cruise, <laughs> and my good friend Patricia Bell is organizing it. And Sam Reynolds and I, you know, Patricia called and she said, well, looks like the cruise is getting postponed till 2023. So the cruise is now going to be on the Chinese New Year in 2023. It's not happening in March. Um, and Sam Reynolds and I both apparently felt like, yeah, I didn't think it was really going to happen. But now we're going to do it next year. So no cruise this year. Uh, and, of course, CDC, when they announced no cruise ships, 
I'm like, yeah, I had a feeling we weren't doing the cruise. So no cruise, but next year, next January, and of course you can still do the cruise. We're just not going to be lecturing on it. So um, forward into the into the year. So we're looking for another variant in April, I think. I hope not, but you know, Jupiter Neptune, that's big. And of course, Neptune is when, when anything's been in Pisces, uh, this has been the variant arriving. So when it was Mercury, we first started hearing about it. When it was Sun Venus, it arrived here on our shores in the United States, and then, of course, last year when Mars was in Pisces, it was spreading, and then when it, Mars went into Aries, it really took off, and now we have Jupiter in Pisces, which says spread, 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 and then, you know, mutate and take off, and that will be in May. So not bad news, but just, you know, know that between now, between February and May, all the planets are direct. I'm going to talk about this tomorrow on my year ahead between February and May, all the plans are direct, and you can get a lot of stuff launched and started, because in May, we may be going back into our houses again. So, uh, you know, forward we go. You know, astrology is wonderful. I, you know, I just kind of, it gives us a big picture. And usually, you know, we we don't like to say this because people get cranky. Uh, usually, these pandemics last a couple of years, two, three years. They're not, they don't go away, like, right away. They're kind of with us for a while. And this one apparently is, seems to be terming endemic, which means it'll be like the flu rather than epidemic, which is big. It just wanders around within us. So we'll see what happens. And, of course, I had a new revelation about vaccinations. You know, I have, I'm a doctor's child and uh, science background. I was a minor in biology. I was a regents. You know, New York State has these regents degrees in math and science, and I won a science scholarship to college. I mean, I didn't pursue a medical path, but I did have a lot of biology and science background, so I've been really kind of a little crazy over these vaccinations. And with the shift of Jupiter into Pisces, I went, you know, that might just be their karma, that they're not supposed to get vaccinated, and then if they get uh, sick, they're going to work with it. That's part of their path. Why am I arguing with their path? So I found the Jupiter and Pisces very relaxing, frankly. It was like, oh, I don't have to try and fix this. My Virgo can calm down, sit down, and say, well, people make their choices. And and uh, and that's part of our beauty, the beauty of astrology, is we do make our choices about how we're going to proceed, what we're going to do. And we do have a rocking and rolling year, so I would encourage you, you can't get into the live uh, tomorrow, but you will have it for sale on the website uh, on the fourth, because we're doing it tomorrow on the third. Um, so forward we go. Uh, and then tonight we have the new moon webinar. There were nine spots when I started the show. So that's the scoop. So the week ahead is actually kind of interesting because we have this new moon, the last of the year of the oxen. So it asks us to sum stuff up. We have Jupiter squaring the nodes, and that actually happens on uh, the third, which is where we make our choices. But it's, you know, it's an orb now, and it is making us think about things in a different way. For me, it really shifted my uh, my thought process on vaccinations and um, people's choices. And I am a bossy little Virgo. <laughs> One of the things, you know, I had my family here, my brother and my sister and my sister's husband, and, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm the oldest man. Oldest children are bossy. So we were laughing at one point, and I said, well, you know, something about bossy. And Bruce said, my, my sister's husband goes, well, yeah, you're, you're kind of bossy. <laughs> and I thought, 
oh, okay. I said, well, I'm really only bossy, and, 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 you know, you can't really justify. You're a Virgo. You're trying to improve everything. So I get it. I, I own my bossiness. I'm a bossy girl. Um, so, but it was it was kind of fun. We had a really nice, really nice time with my family. And uh, I hosted. I had great food. And now <laughs> today I made a pot roast, not a pot roast, I made a pot of curried sweet potatoes with onion, like all the leftover vegetables in the refrigerator because my brother's a vegan. And so there's all these shards, you know, parched, you know, parched zucchini, part um, carrots, part celery, you know, all the tomatoes, um, what are those things, mushrooms. So I made this really great sweet potato curry. I'm like, okay, we're starting the new year, Capricorn moon, nice, good salad, you know, settling in energy. So for all of us, this is a nice new settling in energy. Of course, your day to make your New Year's resolutions is today because the new moon, right, or the next couple of days. And, of course, then the Venus-Sun conjunction that takes place at the end of this week, that takes place on the 8th. Venus and the Sun meet up at 18 cap, and they initiate a new eight-year cycle in your Capricorn house, wherever you have 18 Capricorn. So in my case, that's in my 12th house. And so that's the house of teaching, uh, one of the houses of teaching, uh, astrology. And then we also have this week, um, Mars is kind of quiet, but he does have a deal that he strikes with Pluto. He and Pluto are on the same declination. So when planet, and they're on the same declination as the sun. So declination is positions above or below the equator. And so what can happen then is planets that don't appear to be having any kind of relationship to each other because they're in different zodiac signs, because they're on the same parallel above or below the equator, they actually are all working together. So Mars and Pluto are parallel each other, and, of course, the sun is parallel them also. So there's a lot of energy here with the sun parallel Mars and parallel Pluto between now and the 6th. And think about it, sun, Mars, Pluto. Mars and Pluto. Mars is in Sag. Pluto's in Capricorn. Sun's in Capricorn, but not next to Pluto. But they're all making a deal. They're all working together and making a deal. So you want to look at your Mars and your Sun and your Pluto in your chart and see what those relationships are like. What do those guys do to each other? Do they like each other? Do they fight with each other? Because right now in the sky there's a big cosmic handshake going on between them. And so if we know that, we know that there's deals being made in our own life but also in the world around us that we will find out about. The other thing that happened uh, is Mercury entered Aquarius, and that happened this morning around 2.09 a.m. And Mercury loves to be in Aquarius. As I mentioned before, I forgot to mention that he was um, he entered his shadow on the 29th, but we're going to have a retrograde in Mercury, right? So we're going to have Mercury in Aquarius through May, through March, rather. So he's going to go into Aquarius, and then he's going to back up and go back into Capricorn, and then he's going to go forward again. So Mercury retrograde is coming. So there's a lot of information coming at you that is going to be given to you for you to figure out what you want to do with or how you want to think about it when Mercury goes retrograde. And we also find when he's an Aquarius, he's very smart. He's got a different perspective on things because he loves to fly high. He's like in an airplane. When you look down and you see all the patterns, the roads and the streets and the subdivisions and the rivers and the hills, 
Mercury's flying high in Aquarius, and he's very, very smart. Mercury in Aquarius is a very smart placement. And so he is really observing things and, and talking about them, and he and Jupiter have what's called the semi-sextile. They're both in signs they like, and so they're swapping information too. So there's a lot of information swapping going up in the heavens. So when we see that, we're like, okay, what is the day, what is this about? Like why are they, what are they talking about up there? What are they, what are they sharing? So when we look at the sun this week, the sun goes from 12 cap to 19, 20 cap. The beginning of the week is kind of quiet, uh, but he does have his parallel with Mars and Pluto, and the parallel with Mars is on the 3rd, and the parallel with Pluto is on the 4th. So those are connections and linking, you know, that has shown at times in violence, you know, people shooting people in the stores and stuff like that, because Mars is violence and Pluto is the underworld. But hopefully it's uh, the positive form is people making decisions about the direction of their life and the changes they're making. The sun also has a stressful aspect to the nodes of fate on the 5th of January, asking him to make some important choices. Now, remember, the nodes are getting ready to wrap up their 18 months. So they've been talking to all the planets over the last 18 months and teaching them. Sagittarius is teaching and Mercury is saying, well, let's have new ideas. And, of course, it's going from complicated, Jupiter and Sag, towards simple, uh, Neptune, or Gemini. You know, let's make it, let's break it down. Take the big concepts and break it into the smaller parts. Break it into understandable communication, transfer and knowledge, right? So a lot of knowledge transferring going on with this last 18 months. Uh, we also have Venus, of course, as I mentioned before, meeting up with the sun, and the sun also has a sextile to Athena on the 8th. So the sun-venus conjunction sextiles Athena and Pisces, and so she's opposite, uh, or she's in a working aspect, sorry, with the Venus and the sun. So Athena and Pisces is, you know, kind of strategic vision. So there's a really nice energy this week for figuring out your strategic vision. Venus this week runs from, uh, she's retrograde, remember, she's going from 21 back to 18 and a half, and she has a sextile with Athena on the 9th. The sun has his sextile on the 8th. Venus is also meeting up with Juno, the planet of partnership. There's a lot of energy in Capricorn wanting to partner, wanting us to partner, and Venus also has a sextile to Neptune, which is encouraging us to figure out what our dreams are and she also is parallel to Saturn. So she and Saturn are on the same level. Again, a secret relationship because she's in Capricorn, he's in Aquarius, but they're on the same degree of latitude. There's a lot of secret relationships going on in the heavens. Or aha moments like I had with the vaccinations. You know, like when we start, I was saying it to somebody, I said, well, you know, when you, when you tell somebody they have to, I was talking to a friend of mine whose teenager is giving her teenager behavior, and I said, yeah, but when you when you boss him around and you tell him what to do, he's not going to do it. You know, it just digs in stronger. And if you ignore him, you know, or you let him figure it out, you know, hard as that is. And I went, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do with vaccines. You know, it's it's an aha moment. When you hear yourself say something or someone says something to you and you go, wow, I hadn't thought of it that way before, but now that I'm thinking of it that way, I see it in a different way. So there's a nice energy there around seeing things. And, of course, Mars squares Athena at the end of the week, and he is saying to them, uh, okay, so, like, what's the action you're going to take around your strategy, your direction, and where you're headed? 
So this is all nice. The moon, of course, is out of bounds for the new moon, which gives it a superpowering energy, and it is in Capricorn. And, of course, the moon answers to Saturn in one of his favorite signs. He loves to be in Aquarius. Uh, so this is a potent day for that. And we also have um, a lot of energy around deep emotion on January 4th because Ceres meets up with Sedna, the ocean goddess. So we're going to watch for some energy around ocean and water. And we also see Neptune meeting up with Juno on January 9th. So as we look at the week, we're going to watch it kind of unfold and give us uh, different energies as we're moving forward, but also recognize that a lot of the energy in the sky right now is about launching new projects, getting things up and moving, starting that new eight-year cycle with the Venus star point, in an interior, inferior, inside, you know, like I realize this is what I want to do. And she tra- takes eight years to trace it, wherever 18 is in your chart, because that's where she and the sun are meeting up. Um, and then we also have the energy of the new moon, which, of course, runs a two-and-a-half-year cycle, which we cover, you know, it's the new moon now, and then when we get to October, it'll be an opening square because uh, it's a Libra sun, Capricorn moon, and then we get to next summer of 2023, it'll be a full moon, and then we we head to the closing square of Aries of 2024. So you're planning a two-and-a-half-year cycle with this new moon tonight, uh, the new moon this afternoon. So I definitely, definitely encourage you, because the heavens are juicy. They're really juicy. They're really looking for you to load up and put stuff out there and say, you know what I'm looking for? I got Mercury in his exaltation. I got Jupiter in his rulership. I got Neptune in his rulership. I got the sun and the moon working hard. I got Mars and Pluto and the sun, which the sun often shines a light on Mars and Pluto, so you see behaviors, and they can work, they can they can harvest and work well. Uh, I've been down here in Florida. You know, I don't normally have a TV. Um, this apartment came with, with two TVs, <laughs> So I've been watching a lot of um, special victim unit, Lawn Order. I love Mariska Hargitay, and uh, been watching them, you know, and I haven't watched them in years. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I actually have a really nice life compared to, like, some of the stuff that goes on in the world. It's a lot about paying attention to your blessings this week, too. Because Jupiter's in the sign of blessings. He's in Pisces. And he wants us to count them. And we have much to be grateful for if we look around. And so that's part of the energy of the week, too. Um, So the tough days this week are when the moon is in Aries towards the end of the week, when it goes into Aries on the 8th and the 9th and the 10th. That's a little stressful. And, of course, the closing aspect is a square to, uh, uh, that's the Donald days, the Donald Blanford days, the DB days, that 8th and 9th, a lot of attention then. Otherwise, the aspects are nice. The closing aspects are good. The moons are pretty flowy. Uh, And so when we get towards that 8th and 9th, we know it's going to be a little tense. Um, and that's kind of, there's just a lot going on then, right? So they'll build up to it as we're moving along. And then, uh, you know, just really seeing things that you hadn't seen before, kind of aha moments on the 6th with Mars and his aspect to Uranus. We also have the moon going through the uh, planets that are tied to the outer world. So today the moon is in Capricorn, of course. It goes void on the 3rd or it entered today, we entered Capricorn today, and it goes void uh, on the 3rd with a conjunction to Pluto at 1120, and then right in, is void during the day, all day tomorrow, and then it goes into Aquarius at uh, 543 p.m., 
closing aspect of the moon in Aquarius is a sextile to Mars in fire in Sagittarius. So that's nice, and the moon is going to hit Mercury when it does that. So that's an aha, like, oh, wow, I figured out something really important. And then the moon goes uh, void at 7.44 p.m. on January 4th, and then it enters Pisces on January 5th at 7.16 p.m. Now, what's going to happen now, because Jupiter just changed into Pisces, we're going to have long void moons, which is when the moon makes its last before it enters a new sign. So we're going to have a number of day-long void moons, which are really designed for you to do dreamy work, visionary work, not like doobie-doobie stuff, but like do stuff that's about it. We had yesterday, it was a fritter day. Didn't you feel like frittering the day away until the moon went into Capricorn at around 6 o'clock last night? Um, and so we're going to have a lot of void moons, long void moons, which are good. They give us dream time, idea time. So then the moon enters Pisces uh, at 7.16 p.m. on the 5th, and then it goes void with the sextile to Pluto on the 7th at 5.23, and then it's void 5.23 all night until January 8th at 12.25 when it goes into Aries. So we watch for these long void moons that give us opportunities the rough days are the end of the week next weekend, um, and a lot of energy around new beginnings this week because of all the choices that we're making, particularly the Jupiter squaring the nodes. So stay safe out there. Uh, remember aerosol. <laughs> aerosol is when you can smell it through your mask. So uh, the guy next door to me smokes pot morning till night, and I sit on my deck and the pot comes by, and my brother was here through the 31st, and we both were like, God, the guy's He's getting stoned at 8 in the morning, you know, and then he really smokes the bong when it gets to be about 4. When you can smell it like that, that's aerosol. That's the virus. That's the way it travels. So wear your mask, stay safe, and big hugs, and have a lovely, lovely beginning of 2022. Anna Ortley signing off from the turquoise desk uh, overlooking a darkened Boca Ciega Bay. Have a good one. Bye.